Welcome to All Souls uh, this Christmas Day. And for those of you who haven't been here before, let's make sure uh, two things. One, that you have a bulletin that looks like this for Christmas Day. Uh, if it says Christmas Eve, it'll be close. You could still work with it. Um, and uh, also that you have a chalice uh, so that you can uh, take communion here today. And the ushers will help you if you don't have a chalice, find a uh, a wee chalice this morning to uh, celebrate the Eucharist. Um, this is this service is just one of the chestnuts of the year. Um, so I want you, uh, as much as you can, sing boldly. Um, and uh, as we sing all these uh, carols for today, also, um, if you'd like, come a bit closer if you're in the back. Um, there's plenty of room up here. We've got a full pew here if you'd like it. Um, thank you, Anna. And um, as we together come close on Christmas, I'd like to, to start us just with some silence. Um, thank you. Uh, and to take a moment to draw near. Um, I think... Uh, Depending on what's going on in your world and in your life, you might be bringing uh, a lot to today. Uh, no matter what you're bringing, you can trust it to God. Let us pray.
Alleluia. To us a child is born. Let us pray. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires May God be with you. Let us pray. Oh God, you make us glad by the yearly festival of the birth of your only Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that we who joyfully receive him as our Redeemer may with sure confidence behold him when he comes to be our judge, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness 
have seen a great light. Those who live in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the festival, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. A reading from the letter to Titus, 
for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own, who are zealous for good deeds. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus 
that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own town to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Merry Christmas. Christmas. We made it. We have made it to Christmas. It's funny to sort of think that, right? It's not like we've just survived a shipwreck (laughs) or a, a storm. But part of Christmas, it seems to me, is always this feeling that somehow Christmas isn't what it used to be what it's supposed to be. Every Christmas you hear the lamentation, it starts too early. 
last too long. People spend too much. It's over the top. It seems like we've lost something. Joseph and I were watching a Charlie Brown Christmas the other night. And I was struck by the fact that Charlie Brown is lamenting the same thing. He doesn't seem to quite know what Christmas is really about. And his sister Sally wants Santa to bring 10s and 20s. Lucy wants real estate. The trees are made out of aluminum. And I realized this was put together in 1965. That's over 50 years ago. And yet, it's exactly the same thing we do now. There's sort of this sense of like, oh, Christmas is excessive. It's over the top. And I would say that put all the strands together. That excessiveness is the one thing that sort of seems to, to bring it all together. There's just too much of everything, right? You know, we all lament the consumerism, but right after Thanksgiving, big bows goes on. All the cars at the dealership as though a $75,000 automobile might be an appropriate Christmas present. There's the music, the concerts, the carols piped in everywhere, good and bad. Too many sweets. There's eating fudge at work and cookies. And then there's, of course, the decorations, the lights, the trees, the wreaths, not to mention the presents and the wrapping. And the church, lots of church. It all seems kind of excessive. But I noted that Adam Phillips, in his book on balance, said, nothing makes us more excessive than talking about excess. Kind of brings it out of us, right? We become equally excessive in our self-righteousness, in our judgment, and kind of punitive. This is terrible. We're, it's worse than it ever was. And it all seems to be part of this sort of swirl of Christmas that kind of pulls us in no matter whether we get part of the, the overdoing it or the critique of overdoing it. It seems to me that, like, Advent has not become so much preparation for Christmas as it is an oasis in the middle of a storm. Come, have a bowl of soup. Take a moment to recenter yourself before you go back out to the apocalypse. right? The tsunami of presents and gifts and packages coming from Amazon rolling up onto your house. And we kind of get sucked into it one way or another. But I notice that when we talk about excess, and we love to talk about excess, right? I mean, that's what social media is. It's essentially the display of excess or the critique of excess. But we get pulled in one way or another. But when we're talking about excess, there's always a suggestion that we actually know what's just right. And it's kind of soothing, right? Those people are going too far. Clearly. Clearly. They spent too much. They do too much. And in that, we sort of have a sense of what we ought to do. What would be just the right amount? The just the right amount. 
And that's the sort of Christmas we're hearkening back to. Back when we bought just the right amount of gifts. And we ate just the right amount of food. And we celebrated just with the right amount of fervor. But of course, does that really exist? Do we really know what the right amount of things are? And so I've started to wonder if the excessiveness of Christmas isn't really just a feature of our own nature. That in fact, as human beings, we're excessive. I mean, we talk about the excessiveness of our vices a lot. You know, worries about eating too many carbohydrates and drinking too much alcohol and all the various things that we're concerned about that are excessive. But we don't talk very much about the excesses that we have of the things that really matter to us. And if you don't think we're excessive, maybe you've forgotten what it was like to be a child. Spend some time with a child. Watch a three-year-old melt down. Watch a seven-year-old not get his way. Maybe a 13-year-old cut her bangs and falls into despair. Or perhaps you've had an afternoon with a 16-year-old and the internet's gone out. <laughs> As the novelist Faye Weldon noted, before you have children, you think you're a nice person. And then once you've had children for a while, you understand how wars start. <laughs> because the truth is, is, we're all too much for ourselves and for each other. Because tell me, what is the right amount of love that we have for our parents, our children, our family, our spouse? About the things we really matter, we're particularly excessive. Our desire for justice. Our desire for the world to be preserved for future generations. Our desire for peace. Is there a limit to our wanting for those things? It's made me start to wonder if the excessiveness of Christmas isn't so much a flaw as a feature. That Christmas is excessive because we're excessive. But at the heart of it is an excessive God. We are extravagantly loved. And at Christmas time, we celebrate this deep commitment of God becoming a human being in a particular place and time. This great staking and saying, I will be with you. I will be among you. It's extravagant. It's over the top. Christ did not seek equality with God as something to be grasped at, but emptied himself and took the form of a slave born a human being. The meek shall inherit the earth. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love your enemies. Love one another as I have loved you. Jesus didn't come preaching moderation. He didn't come saying, oh, rein it in. 
the message is way over the top. Direct your excessiveness towards that what really matters. You're all meant to be lovers, extravagant lovers. The first sign of the incarnation that we have is the child. And it evokes in us that kind of tenderness and love that we have for those who are dependent and vulnerable. And we will find a child wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. So at this Christmas time, let us hold that child gently and mindfully in all we do. And love the world excessively, because it's Christmas. Amen.
pray to Jesus, our Savior. Give courage to all who are homeless and strengthen us to serve our neighbors with love and humility. Jesus, Savior. Christ, for whom the angels sing, give the song of your reign to all who weep and suffer from sickness, and fear this night and help to offer them your healing and peace. We pray especially for John, Michael Marsman, Ruben, Leslie Chin, John, Dana Kaiser, David Neal, Marie Hunkler, Alice Powers, Robin Segus, Cody Mitchell, Marty Becker, Mario, Fatima Mendoza Progreso, and her family, Carrie Smith, the Steele Levine family, Dave and the residents of the Grayson RV encampment, Tommy Merzlinski, Ronnie Kaufman, Vikram Butel, Mele Pauu, Joseph Hummel, Teresa Magel, Sally Worson, Mara Alexander, and for the Kaya Kamina Nursing Home staff and residents. Jesus, Savior, Christ worshiped by the shepherds. Give peace on earth to all who are oppressed and move us to work for the freedom of all people. Jesus, Savior, Christ before whom the Magi knelt, give humility and wisdom to all who govern and guide us to live together in justice and love. Jesus, Savior, Christ, whose radiance filled a lowly manger, give the glory of your resurrection to all who rest in you. We pray especially for Betty Benson, A.P. Matthew, and Margaret O'Malley. Jesus, Savior. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this day. You give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Forgive the dead. And all for your love's sake. The peace of Christ be always with you. So you share a sign of peace.
Well, uh, please be seated. Um, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Sunday. This is uh, always uh, quite something when Sunday follows Christmas Eve, uh, Christmas Day uh, on a Sunday. And so I'd just like to say thank you to a few uh, groups of folks who have given so much over these um, last days and weeks. Um, one of them being, uh, one group being our sacristans who work tirelessly to set up these spaces and then break them down and set them up and get all the sacred objects uh, set up for these services. At, uh, yesterday um, started early in the afternoon and went late, late into the morning. Uh, also, uh, our musicians who uh, showed up last night and showed up this morning. Well done and thank you. Uh, and our staff, uh, so uh, fortunately, and I'm really glad that Emily uh, is at home with her family, and Maggie's at home with her family, and I'm really, really uh, glad for that. Uh, for Scott Garriott, who I left last night uh, working away in the kitchen at 1 o'clock in the morning or so, and so well done, and thank you. Um, for those of you who haven't been to All Souls, uh, we invite you to return again um, to celebrate this, because uh, this extravagance, this excessiveness that we are celebrating today is actually something, um, Michael's absolutely right, um, Jesus was called uh, a glutton and a drunkard uh, by those who didn't understand his ways, and what it was was the desire to come around table with friends and to experience God in our midst. And so that's what we will be doing today on this Christ Mass. Uh, if you have not come to the Eucharist before, uh, anyone who is drawn to Christ is welcome at this table uh, to receive the bread. You can come around these altar rails. Uh, hopefully you have a, a chalice with you, a wee chalice. Uh, if you don't, an usher will provide one for you. Uh, the wine will be here around these rails, and there'll be uh, a cruet of grape juice there at the pillar. And if you would like to come forward and receive God's blessing today, uh, you can just put your arms across your chest and we would be honored to do so. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord.
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Loving and powerful God, we praise you, we bless you, we adore you. We rejoice to give you thanks. You revealed your love for us in the newborn Christ child, your only son. He was made flesh through your Holy Spirit, who first moved over the waters of creation and still moves over the chaos of our lives. We see in the newborn Jesus your love incarnate. Through that love, we become your children, new and tender, yet full of hope for what is to come. Holy One, when your Christ was born, all the heavens burst into song, and all creation cried out in joy. And so we join the mountains, winds, and waterfalls with angels and stars, sheep and shepherds, and all your children as we sing. We behold you with wonder, creator of all, who became a child among us. You walk alongside your people with love and forgive us with freedom. When we wander far from you, you are like a mother whose patience for her children knows no limits. You are like a child whose trust is freely extended to all. You lived as one of us and stayed with us through all your life, even dying on a cross. Through Jesus the child and Jesus the man, you brought us into the fullness of your life and gave us back our full humanity. On the night before he died for us, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his friends saying, Take, eat, this is my body broken for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, Jesus took the cup of wine said the blessing, gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Do this for the remembrance of me. And so remembering all that he did for us, his incarnation as a child, his death on the cross, his resurrection and ascension, and longing for Christ's coming in glory, we offer you deep gifts your earth has nourished, and human hands have made. We acclaim you, O Christ. Then 
send your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these gifts of bread and wine, that they may be for us the body and blood of your Christ. Grant that we, children of your Spirit's power, may be a people of hope, justice, and love. Giver of life and Father of mercy, may we receive you as little children. Bless us with new life as your people. Give us the strength and solace of your love. And in the fullness of time, gather us with blessed Mary, the God-bearer, and all your people into your joyful kingdom. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, we worship you, our God and Creator. Blessed are you now and forever. Amen. As our Savior Christ has taught us, we now pray. gifts of God or the people of God.
let us pray. Almighty God, you have poured upon us the mindful reflections that we are able to observe and apply each May God Almighty, who set their Son to take our nature upon him, bless you in this holy season. Scatter the shadows of sin and brighten your heart with the light of their holiness. May God, who sent her angels to proclaim the glad news of the Savior's birth, fill you with joy and make you heralds of the gospel. May God, who in the word made flesh, joined heaven to earth and earth to heaven, give you their peace and favor. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you forever. Go forth into the world, giving glory to the newborn King. Amen. 